Good morning, good morning, good morning. Time for another Power Hour. Today is Thursday, January 19th. I had to take a look at the calendar. But one day before Friday, one day before the weekend, if you're in South Louisiana, Acadiana, you're going to have a, a few cool days coming up. Stepped out outside this morning in T-shirts and, and shorts, and I'm like, oh, I forgot it was going to be cool today. But little rain last night. And it was it was feeling good this morning. What are we going to talk about on the Power Hour? The Power Hour is one hour of headlines and stories for today. Let me give you a quick rundown. Now, first off, we are live on my online station called The Planet. It's your home for 90s and 2000s rock. Listen to theplanet.com. Download the app. Search for Listen to the Planet, App Store, Google Play. That's that's number one. Then number two, we're live on social media, live on my Chris Logan personal Facebook page. We're live on our Planet Facebook page. And we're also live on my Chris Logan in the Morning Facebook group and live on TikTok too. So for everyone watching on TikTok, I appreciate it. Do me a favor. If you are watching, share. And also, if you're listening to the Planet, Tell someone about the station today. But we're going to talk about Whiskey River. We're going to talk about anxiety, 10 trends that disappeared without anyone noticing. Alvin Kamara kind of had Saints fans shook yesterday. Walker Howard. Also, Stephen A. Smith, he apologized for something yesterday. I cannot believe he apologized. Also, the Rock World lost a... A, a bassist, a, a songwriter, we'll talk about that. Corn, <laughs> they're releasing a makeup palette. I'll tell you more about that. A lot of people talking about the new Fallout Boy song yesterday. Carol Baskin's missing husband, is he alive? How many toys did you keep from your childhood? We'll talk about that. And a few other things set to come your way here inside the Power Hour. Also got to say thanks to Motor City, 1111 North University, Lafayette for powering the morning show and the power hour. MotorCityLA.com, check them out. And also thanks to the Bead King for energizing the entire planet. They're our station sponsor for Mardi Gras season. Bead Busters and Float Rentals in Youngsville and also Beads Galore and more on Cameron Street in Lafayette. Two stores are better than one for the Bead King. Spank the monkey at Route 92 this Saturday. Yes, I saw that, says Facebook user. Not sure who you are on the comments, but thanks for sharing that. Appreciate it. It's gonna. It's always a great show with Spank the monkey. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. I'm going to be off tomorrow, just a heads up. I'm working with Crew to Wide Load. Their Mardi Gras ball is tomorrow night. Um, doing music production and kind of uh, producing the entire uh, beginning of the ball tomorrow and all their skits and coming out on the floats and all that stuff. So we got practice all day tomorrow, beginning tomorrow morning. So I'm going to be doing that. So off tomorrow, but I'll be back on Friday, uh, on Friday. I'll be back on Monday. And also quick reminder, the rock rewind is coming your way on Saturday morning at 10. This week, we're going back to 1996. I'm going to take a look at the alternative charts from this week in 1996. It's right here. We're going to we're going to count down the top 15 songs. Toadies, Space Hog, 
Green Day, Pearl Jam, Oasis. Who was number one this week back in 1996? I'll tell you, coming up Saturday morning at 10. <laughs> John says, powering the planet with green energy and purple energy and gold energy. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. But last night, uh, a lot of people sharing photos of Whiskey River Landing, the bar in Henderson on fire. I'm looking at the story from KLFY.com, and it's kind of a quick story. Not much going on. I'm sure more is going to come out today. But, but emergency crews responded to a large fire late last night at Whiskey River Landing and Bar. The fire had the area covered in smoke, according to witnesses who said when the firefighters arrived, they found the entire building engulfed with flames. There have been no injuries reported. And just a, a legendary bar, legendary club, a lot of live music played there. Uh, more Cajun, Zodico stuff, but nonetheless, a legendary place for live music here in, in Acadiana, South Louisiana, destroyed by fire. Also on the Power Hour today, do you suffer from hangxiety? Hangxiety, H-A-N-G-Z-I-E-T-Y. I'm sure you have. With Mardi Gras coming up, with Mardi Gras balls coming up. Make sure you try not to suffer from hangxiety. That's waking up after a big night of drinking and experiencing a hangover with heightened feelings of shame and anxiety. So that means you're hungover and you did something bad the night before that you're probably embarrassed about. So I'm sure at some point we have all suffered from anxiety once, maybe twice. Now, if you don't drink at all, which I you know some people don't drink, they may not have ever suffered from anxiety, but probably for the most part, we all did at least once. 10 trends that disappeared without anyone noticing. I, I, I kind of questioned talking about this a little bit this morning. And I'm like, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. So there's a thread online where people are talking about the cultural things that quietly went away that no one ever noticed or no one ever talked about. Number 10, those black plastic bases on two-liter soda bottles. Remember that way, way back in the day? The two-liter bottle? Even back when it had, it had almost that metal cap back in the day. But there was a bottom to those old-school two-liter jugs, and it was this black plastic cap. I guess it was made to protect the bottom of the two-liter bottle. Ringtones, number nine. Yep, that disappeared. Remember you had to pay for ringtones? I don't think I ever paid for a ringtone. I don't, I don't think I did. Number eight, planking. Boy, that came and then went. <laughs> number seven, R-O-F-L. Mean to tell me no one rolls on the floor laughing anymore? Now it's just L-O-L or L-M-A-O. Maybe we'll bring that back. Let's bring back R-O-F-L. Uh, HQ trivia, traveler's checks. Dang, yes, traveler's checks. You'd go on vacation. You might bring some traveler's checks with you. Number four, flash mobs. Yep. 
Boy, number three, you got to be real old school to remember this. When you turned off the TV, the image would shrink to a dot before slowly fading away. If you're Gen X or before, you probably remember that. Number two, Facebook poke wars. I never got into any poking wars on Facebook. And number one, and I don't think these were in any specific order, but 10 trends that disappeared without anyone noticing, waterbeds, number one. And dude, in the 80s, even coming into the 90s, early to mid-90s, waterbeds were a thing. You had like the, like the I think they called it full motion, where like you really kind of, you, you were going up and down. That, that was popular, and, and then it, it got to um, another point where it wasn't full motion. I don't know what it was called, but it was more of a regular mattress, and there was a, a softer waterbed, whatever you would call it, inside of it, to where it wasn't as full motion. Well, those old-school 80s ones, man, you could, you could jump on that, and, and you could ride a wave. <laughs> also, if you're a Saints fan, did you see this yesterday? I'll, I'll share it on the screen if you're watching on Facebook. This is the photo that sent some Saints fans in a frenzy. Alvin Kamara shared this photo on Instagram yesterday. It's his locker room, or uh, sorry, his locker in the New Orleans Saints locker room. And there's a trash bag, looks like a couple playbooks. There's a beanie, some jerseys. You can see on the ledge, there's some gloves, a couple shirts hanging in his locker area, and then there's two emojis, the shrug emojis. Some thought that maybe the Saints got rid of Alvin Kamara. I, I hope they don't. Now, when I, when I looked at this and I saw it yesterday, I'm like, man, he's just cleaning out his closet at the end of the season. I didn't take it as he was leaving New Orleans. And he might be shrugging because the season's over. And he probably thinks we could have done better than what we did. But the season's behind us for the Saints. I'm kind of looking at the picture. It looks like he uses Old Spice deodorant. That's hanging out right there. I, I don't know what's in this box. And then there's something right here. I'm not sure what it is. But some Saints fans were in a frenzy yesterday after Alvin Kamara shared that story on Instagram. I'll, I'll leave the screen up. Former LSU quarterback Walker Howard announced his commitment to Ole Miss yesterday. How do y'all feel about that, LSU Tiger fans? Good move for Walker Howard? I don't have any skin in the game, and I, why not? Why not transfer? So seven days after Walker entered the transfer portal, Walker was a five-star prospect coming out of St. Thomas More in 2021. He redshirted at LSU in 2022 after competing in two games this season and will have four years of eligibility left. Talent. And he wants to play. Would, would he have had the chance to play in LSU? Probably not. 
Facebook user says, we still stacked in the QB room, plus he isn't beating out uh, Dart at Ole Miss, but good luck to him. Do you think he has more longevity, more, more chances to play in the future at Ole Miss? We shall see how that all plays out. Not sure how most LSU fans are feeling about that. And this, I I, I wanted to mention it. I, I kind of lumped it into a few of our sports headlines this morning. Stephen A. Smith apologized via Instagram yesterday. Now, Stephen A. Smith is controversial. I... I'm not saying I'm a huge Stephen A. Smith fan, but I, I never cared for him too, too much. And then I came across this speech that he was giving to a college football team. This was probably back in 2017 or 2018. And it was a motivational speech. He, he probably gets paid to, to talk to some teams, talk to uh, you know maybe different organizations. And... And what he said about, about grinding and never being satisfied really kind of struck with me. You know, he put it into sports terms. But ever since then, I, I like Stephen A. Smith a little bit more. But what he said that he apologized for does not have anything to do with sports. Stephen A. Smith was on the... I think it's the the Sherry Show. I've I've never heard of the Sherry Show. But Sherry was talking to Stephen A. Smith about the halftime entertainment at the Super Bowl, which, if you know, you don't know, it is Rihanna. And Stephen A. Smith says, quote, that Rihanna ain't Beyonce. And I don't think he meant it in any derogatory or mean way. He says, quote, I don't want to say I'm excited. She's fantastic. She's a lot of things. She's spectacular, actually. But there's one thing she's not. She ain't Beyonce. Now, that was Stephen A. Smith's opinion. That's one thing that some people don't want us to have anymore, our opinion. So the crowd turned on him for that. So he added, quote, Rihanna's music is fantastic. She's great. A sister, I love her dearly. I listen to her music. I'm going to support her till the, till the cows come home. He, then he went on to say, quote, I'm just telling you, for me, there's Beyonce, and then there's everyone else. The dude's just stating. Are you excited for this halftime Who he likes? Show? Watch, check. I don't want to say I'm not excited. She's fantastic. That's, yes. not, where I'm, that's not where I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going with ladies and gen- Ladies and gentlemen. She's a lot of things. She's spectacular, actually. Yes. And congratulations on new mamahood. Yes. I said There's the one thing she's not. Uh-huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but you know, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold on. Steven. The only reason I brought up, the only reason, the only reason I brought up Beyonce. Yes. Is because... Beyonce recently performed at the Super Bowl. Yes, she did. And and with with and without Bruno Mars and Coldplay. Okay, so Beyonce performed, but she's had her time. Now it is Rihanna. Rihanna's coming back. <laughs> she got that extra um of motherhood. 
that like oomph of motherhood. I, I, I like television. Uh-huh. I like a lot of talent out there. There's some spectacular females in television. I just want to say that. Everybody ain't Sherry. Yeah, okay, everybody's not Sherry. That's not throwing shade on them. That's appreciating their greatness, but understanding there's levels, you know? Okay. And, and Rihanna's right, so that's fantastic. She's great. She's a sister. I love her dearly. I listen to her music. I'm going to support her till it You lie, Stephen A. Smith. You don't listen I'm to just telling you for but, me. But it's all good. There's Beyonce and there's everybody else. Just like there was Michael you, Jackson. And there was everybody what? else. You got to give Rihanna a okay. chance because I really think Rihanna. Hey, look, and, and insert anybody you like. You can say, uh, I don't know, there's George Strait. There's everybody else. You could say there's, uh, you could say there's Nickelback and then there's everybody else. Everybody has their favorite band, but it's like, damn. You know, like, it, it, it's, it's sad to say, it, and Dave Chappelle said it best, it shouldn't be this hard to talk. Like, the dude was just um, stating his opinion. John says that, that's what makes the best halftime shows, the oomphs of motherhood. But, so not only, okay, not only did Stephen A. Smith get a little hate in, in the crowd? And look, and it was kind of fun-ish in the crowd. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. Dude likes Beyonce. So what? He likes Rihanna, but he likes Beyonce more. And and but people were also getting him online. The online mob was after him for what he said as well. So he had to apologize. Like, he really apologized for what he said. I, I, I can't believe he apologized for this. Like, like, this person just in the comments right here. Huh. Cancel culture got y'all scared of personal opinion and freedom of speech. Stand on that, sh bruh. TF. It's true. It's Rihanna and beyond. He was having fun. You're only weak for apologizing. You know the rule. If Stephen A. Smith gives an opinion on something, it's garbage. So, yeah, no worries. <laughs> That's what someone else said. Like, I just got out of a first take, and I saw some headline that's circulating all over the place about my quote that Rihanna and Beyonce. See, you know, I'm going to own it. I know what y'all trying to do, but I'm going to own it because I get paid to speak for a living, so I need to be more careful. I want Rihanna to know you're a superstar. <laughs> You're sensational. You're spectacular. You're no joke. And you are a worthy person to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. But he never said she wasn't. Having said all of that, I was answering the question from Sherry Shepard, who took over the Wendy Williams show and now got her own thing going. And I'm very proud of her. And she asked me with a bunch of sisters in the audience what she asked me. Now I'm a Beyonce fan. I think that Beyonce be is a Beyonce not fan, only Steve a Smith. phenomenal like performer, the phenomenal performer. <laughs> so that that's a little bit of his of his apology. Dude had to apologize over this Rihanna Beyonce thing. Is that where we are? Is that where we are? Evidently so. 
How about, how about a little music news this morning? And we start with some, some sad music news. This is from loudwire.com. Uh, actually, Seth from the Loud Hour shot me a message about this yesterday. Screaming Trees bassist Van Connor passed away at the age of 55. Van's bandmate and brother, Gary Lee Connor, he had been sharing updates on Van's, uh, I guess, health state over the last month. Gary wrote, quote, Van Connor, bassist and songwriter of Screaming Trees, died last night, January 17th, of an extended illness at 55. He said it was pneumonia that got him in the end. He was one of the closest friends I ever had, and I loved him immensely. I will miss him forever and ever and ever. But legendary group Screaming Trees. Uh, earlier in January, Gary Lee, Gary Lee shared that Van had been hospitalized with a liver infection on top of some other health issues that he had that surfaced over the past couple years. Um, he had been un unable to walk for a better part of a year and was twice in a coma related to an emergency stomach surgery in late 2021. Connor was one of the founding members of Screaming Trees, forming the band in 1984 alongside of guitarist Gary Lee Connor. Uh, talked a little bit about the group. You know, nearly lost you. Probably, I consider their their biggest hit on the single soundtrack, "Bed of Roses," "Dollar Bill," "All I Know." But great, great song, and great musician too. Passed away at the age of fifty-five. Also, Ugly Kid Joe. Announces a tour. Yeah, straight out of left field. Ugly Kid Joe. Announces first tour in 27 years. Going to be touring with Fozzie, which is Chris Jericho's group, and also the Pistols. <laughs> uh, let's see if they have any dates. I, I saw someone share it yesterday. And I don't think, like at this time, it, it was you know, this tour was making a stop in Louisiana. Closest, Houston on May 11th. Um, don't see a New Orleans date. Uh, oh, wait, I do. I, I, I take that back. June 7th, New Orleans at the House of Blues. Ugly Kid Joe. A lot of these bands are starting to tour again. But see, a lot of the their fans are now older. 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, at a point in their life that they might have some extra income. They want some nostalgia. They want to go see their favorite bands that they listen to as a kid again. We're seeing a lot of these bands tour, and I, I, I think it's pretty cool. Also, Fallout Boy, they announced or uh, released their new song yesterday. A lot of people talking about their new song. Love from the other side. And it sounds very much like early on Fallout Boy. And I was also reading that they watched the Metallica documentary before they started recording new music and recording a new album. So much for Stardust. Their album will be out on March 24th. 
But there was a lot of people excited about that release. The video, I didn't get to fully watch the video. Um, again, yesterday, Seth from The Loud Hour, who's really connected in all this stuff, uh, told me about the video. And I'm going to have to go and watch it. They're talking about, um, like, they're older, and they talk about the uh, the old days. Might be kind of like a jab at the music industry and, and record labels and, and just music in general. But I'm going to go and watch the the video today. I heard a clip from the song yesterday, and it sounds pretty good. Power hour going on until 9 this morning, kind of like at that halfway point. If you're watching this morning on social media, do me a favor and share the video. I would appreciate that. You can watch on my Chris Logan Facebook page. You can watch on our Listen to the Planet Facebook page and in my Chris Logan in the Morning Facebook group. And if you're listening on the planet, keep doing what you're doing. That's kind of like our main platform for my morning show. I started at 7. Don't do much talk between 7 and 8. It's more 90s and 2000s rock. And then we jump into the power hour from 8 until 9. Also, Corn, Check this out. Corn <laughs> releasing a makeup palette. It's a CD case makeup palette in honor of the 25th anniversary of Follow the Leader. Dang, 25 years, man. The packaging for the makeup palette is a jewel case that has the Follow the Leader album on it. Look, you can see if you're watching, you can see a little piece of it here. It looks like an actual CD jewel case, and, it, and where the CD would be, it's just a little compartments of the makeup there. Each color named after a different song on the album. Seed, My Gift to You, Dead Bodies Everywhere, Pretty, Fleek on, a, uh, Fleek on a Leash, Freak on a Leash, Got the Life, Children of the Corn, and It's On. They say we teamed up with Hip Dot to create an exclusive Follow the Leader CD makeup palette ahead of the 25th anniversary this summer. The band tweeted it out. If you're watching, here's a better picture. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, by the way, our corn, hip dot, follow the leader collection is vegan, free of harmful ingredients, certified cruelty-free, and curated to embrace all skin tones. Yes, I might give it a try. <laughs> the $22 palette is already sold out, but you can sign up for a restock to be notified. Uh, so apparently there's a website set up. And additionally, you can purchase a pin set for $18. So it's something else that they're doing. Here's a little look at that. But if you want some corn makeup, it is coming this summer. The 25th anniversary release of the album. Carol Baskin's husband may be alive. When, when I think of the pandemic, no, when the government told us to stay in our houses, I, I think of Tiger King because like a lot of people were watching it on Netflix and talking about it. I still hear that Carol Baskin TikTok song in my head from time to time. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him, remember? And then people had a little dance to it. The pandemic was a, it was a great time. But now some are saying that Carol Baskin's husband may be alive. 
So maybe she didn't kill her husband, whacked him. Don Lewis is his name. A lot of people think that she killed him and then fed him to the Tigers. The source, again, remember we talked about sources a lot here. The source here is Carol herself. Carol made this claim in 2021, and somehow everyone in the media missed it. On a British talk show, Carol claimed that Homeland Security got in touch with her and told her that Don was alive and well in Costa Rica. She added, quote, I didn't think he was capable of supporting himself. (laughs) He took about a million dollars to Costa Rica and had agreed to let him do it so that he could prove to himself that he could make a living. And also, for the record, there's no proof if this is true or not. It's a story from Cosmopolitan. He took about a million dollars to Costa Rica. Couldn't you live for a lifetime on a million dollars in Costa Rica? But as Carol Husband's, her husband, Don Lewis, is he still alive and well in Costa Rica? But it kind of brought back the pandemic it brought back Tiger King. Boy, that was that was a crazy time for us, right? Not going to talk about the pandemic or anything this morning, though. Um, do you use Zelle and Bank of America? This was one of the stories that was trending this morning. Number one on, on Google search for the day. But if you use Bank of America and Zelle, you may have been upset. This is from NPR. Irate customers turn to social media Wednesday to report serious issues with their Bank of America and Zelle accounts. Some users said money was missing from their accounts with no clear explanation from either company as to why. Don't mess with people's money, man. One user tweeted, quote, so, let's see, wait, so cool how Bank of America magically disappeared a large Zelle transaction that had already posted and I had used to pay my bills. Now I'm extremely in debt in my checking, and I can't get a hold of them. Unbelievable. As of 3 p.m. Eastern, Bank of America said the problem had been resolved. Zelle, a lot of people use the payment platform, told NPR that the problem was with Bank of America. Transactions on the Zelle network outside of Bank of America are not impacted. A Twitter account for Zelle support responded to an angry customer by saying that the problem seemed to be with Bank of America. Uh-uh, that's that's not us. Uh-uh, that's, that's them. In one response, their account tweeted, quote, the Zelle app and network are up and running. We are aware of an issue that is impacting Bank of America customers when sending and receiving payments. The recommended con- uh, We recommend contacting Bank of America's customer support team for additional updates. Uh-uh. That's not us. Zell was pointing that finger and saying, nope, uh-uh, it's them. Senator Elizabeth Warren stuck her nose in, tweeted her criti- criticism. She said, Bank of America, Bank of America and Zell quote, are apparently failing customers again with money somehow disappearing from accounts. Probably pro- probably the Republicans were taking it, right, Elizabeth Warren? 
This should be fixed immediately and customers should be compensated. I've called out serious fraud issues on Zelle and this is their latest failure. So again, Zelle said it wasn't them. It's funny how they pick and choose you know, of what they're supposed to. You know, she probably doesn't have stock in Zelle or, or Bank of America, Elizabeth Warren. So that's why she can tweet about them. But if she has stock in anybody else, you know, it's not. No, just just let them do what they do. But she's calling out Zelle and Bank of America. Come on now. Let's get into this. Toys from your childhood. What do you remember? And how much did you keep? How many toys did you keep? For me, I still have some Star Wars toys. They're, they're not in the best shape. But I have a Millennium Falcon. Where the, the top part of it, we could take it off and see inside the Millennium Falcon. That's broken. I think I have one of those X-Wing fighters still and some Star Wars action figures. I think I have a couple of wrestling action figures from the, from the late 80s too. Um, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still holding on to that. Why? I mean, I, I don't know. I probably should have held on to more than, than I did. You know, one thing for me too, mid, late 80s, early 90s, collecting baseball cards, uh, some basketball cards, still have a lot of that. But, man, all that stuff from that time, not really worth much. From what I gathered, stuff around that time was being overproduced. So there's a lot of it from the late 80s, early 90s. So I kept all that stuff, and it's not, it's not really worth much. Boy, one card I thought I had, uh, let's see, someone says G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. Yep. And then someone else says action figures. But a poll found that the average adult keeps 20 toys from their childhood, mostly for their own kids and grandchildren. The three most commonly kept toys, Barbie dolls, Legos, and Hot Wheels. I had some Legos back in the day. Had some Hot Wheels too. I don't think I kept any of my Hot Wheels. 65% of people say they kept toys to pass down to their children or grandchildren. 57% just say they kept them because they're sentimental. 59% say they're probably better than anything you could buy today. Probably so. And, and there, there's not a big push on toys now like back in the day. I, I know kids still play with toys, but not like we did. There, there's other things for kids to play with. Remember watching Saturday morning cartoons? All the commercials were about toys. And you remember most of the time, back in the day, you had to wait until your birthday or Christmas to, to even get a new toy? Uh, someone says, I wish I had my Star Wars things from back then. They're worth a good bit now. Yep. Now, mine, mine are not in great shape, which I don't think, I, I think there's some value to them, but they're not in the best shape. I was also told that if you have the like the guns or their weapons that were with them and, and you have all of them not in a I mean obviously if you have them uh, in 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 a package they're worth more but if you have them loose and you played with them like most kids did back in the day if you have the weapons with them they're worth a little bit more 
Also on the list, G.I. Joe's. Someone mentioned that. <laughs> also, a Facebook user says, we had enough Legos to finish the border wall. Yep. We did. And when you stepped on those damn things or when you kneeled on those damn things, it hurt. Uh, Susie Homemaker Appliances, if you're female, Fisher Price Telephones, Light Brights, Gaw. Yeah. Had a Light Bright. Slinkies. Had a slinky. And if, if you didn't, and, and we didn't, but if you didn't have a stairway, or if you didn't have access to a stairway, those slinkies weren't really the toy for you. You just sat there like this. That's all you could do with a slinky if you didn't have a, a stairway. And it, it didn't move on its own. You just you, you sat there like this. See, kids today have their phones. Oh, I'm using my phone for TikTok. But kids today have their parents' phones in restaurants. They're doing things. You know, they're watching uh, Peppa Pig on an iPad. Us? We're, we, were, we were like this if you didn't have a, a staircase or a stairway with your slinky. <laughs> what, are you, what are you supposed to do with this? Oh, wait, I'm thirsty. Let me go drink some water out the hose. Let me come back to my slinky. <laughs> that's, that's what we had back in the day. Rubik's Cubes, man, I wish I would have kept mine, and Nerf Balls. Other toys mentioned that adults kept from back in the day, My Little Pony, and my sister had some of that. Etch-A-Sketch, man, that was, that was a popular toy, too. Gaming systems like Game Boy, Nintendo, Sega. Uh, my, my brother kept a lot of his stuff. You know, I, I was at a point where I was at the tail end of that, Gen X, you know, I was born in 75, so as I always say, born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, got drunk in the 90s. And, and we had a Nintendo back in the day, and we played it mid to late 80s. But early 90s, I, I kind of got out of the whole gaming thing and, and didn't have much. You know, coming into the 90s, even after I got married, didn't, I think I might have had an Xbox, but was, was never really that much of a gamer. Madden was probably the biggest game for me. Uh, as I got older, but I, I didn't have the Segas or the Super Nintendos, all that stuff, didn't have it. Had, I had the OG, and that was about it, and then in television. Also, toys like Beanie Babies and Trolls. Some people bought that as investments, yep. Trolls got some value. Beanie Babies, man, you could flip a Beanie Baby back in the day and make some money. But let's see, uh, I had some comments, action figures, Star Wars, Legos, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, too, depending on your age. What, late 80s, early 90s? Early 90s was when the Ninja Turtles started to hit. Again, right, right past my toy time. But I know a lot of people played with Ninja Turtles back in the day. Then they had the Ninja Turtles movie. Ninja Turtles cartoon. And then if you remember, if you're real old school, every, someone says game console, but better bring your ass outside and play. Yep. Rode our bikes, rode our bikes for probably 56 miles every day. You know, rode around Church Point, the equivalent of probably riding from Church Point to Lafayette as the crow flies. Man, why are, you, why are your leg muscles so big? Why are your thighs and your calves so big? Oh, it's the bike, dog. Really? Yeah. 
how, how you doing it? I don't know. We just ride all day. But for me, it was it was bikes. Um, but more for me, my my skateboard as a teenager, which is which was a little is I was a little rougher to ride, especially on the streets. Rough streets, man. Potholes, rocks. You hit a rock, it's over. You hit a rock, break out the mercuricomb. I, that's that's just what happened if you were a skateboarder back in the day and you weren't wearing your pads. Which if you had a skateboard, you probably had pads. But your parents were worried about you a little bit, but did you wear them? Mm-mm. Didn't wear them much. What do you think about this? Oh, someone says He-Man. Yep. So my brother's four years younger than me, and he was, he was big into He-Man. He still has some of his action figures. Uh, Johnny says, told my kids to set up my turtles in a fight scene. <laughs> That's great. Check this out. So Johnny comments this morning, and he says, told my kids to set up my turtles in a fight scene on me in my coffin. Kids love the idea. Wife, not so much. You know, I told, I told my wife that when, when I go, we're going to have a Saints-themed um, funeral and, and, and wake. So at the funeral home, it's going to be Saints-themed. So if you plan on sending flowers, make sure they're black and gold. Um, going to have a TV set up. Um, it will probably be um, on a Saint Sunday if it's football season. If not, we might have uh, the Super Bowl playing on the TV. You know, feel free to come. Feel free to wear your jersey. You know, you want to bring something to eat. You want to tailgate outside. Mine's going to be a Saints theme. Just like Johnny set up his Ninja Turtles in a fight. I'm going to have that Saints, uh, that Saints funeral. That's, that's t- I told my wife that. She's like, are you, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. Maybe I should put that down like my, my last wishes. <laughs> Saints theme. Wear your jersey. Cook, cook a jambalaya out back. Have some fun. Um, what do you what do you think about this story? And there's some conspiracy to the whole classified document scandal. Uh, this this is from Fox News, and it's Florida Representative Matt Gates, who was one of the holdouts for voting in Kevin McCarthy. Hang on, let me, let me turn off uh, all what's going on, all the ads and stuff. Uh, let's see, wait, before we jump into this, my wife already knows to put me in one of my LSU polos. If she did anything different, I would haunt her. Yep. You would, you would pull her toes at night, right? If she didn't put you in your LSU polo. But so th- there, there's somewhat of a conspiracy around these documents that maybe they were planted and maybe that would be a reason... For, uh, can I say the deep state, you know, not to allow Donald Trump to run, not to allow Joe Biden to run again. Like, oh, hey, look, both sides, both sides did it. And, and we're not allowing either of them to run again. They, they made some mistakes. So there, there's some conspiracies going on around that. And so Matt Gates. I think he was on, I'm not sure if he was on a show. No, um, it's just a story from Fox News. But he hypothesized that the classified document scandal surrounding President Joe Biden is being fueled by Democrats who are ready to give the failing president the hook. 
He told this to Fox News Digital yesterday. He says, quote, there's an element to this that feels like the Democrats are taking out Joe Biden. He says, I don't know if that's the case, but I don't know if it's not. He says, quote, but as, as Joe Biden is hardening the seamen around the decision to run for president again, they start looking for what classified documents might have been tucked away eight years ago. Now, there are three batches of classified documents from the Obama administration era. They were found on Biden's property recently. And also one batch at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. If you watch the show last week, I found a couple top secret documents here. I don't know what they were doing here, but I found some folders. They're still sitting over there. I don't have room to go grab them. But but yeah, they're all over the place. But what do you think about that? You think You think there's some truth to this? You think there's some truth to that conspiracy that maybe they don't want Uncle Joe to run again and this is their way of getting him not to run? I mean, how? hang on. Let, let's just look at this. Unless someone can tell me real quick, how old is Joe Biden? I, I know he's pretty old, but what's what's he is 80 years old. Look, elderly people, you know, they, they have a lot to offer. So don't take it the wrong way. I'm not going to be apologizing like Stephen A. Smith. I'm not saying that older people are, are, are unfit. But do we want what would be in like an 86, right? How many years he has left? Two, two, four. I mean, would, would we want an 86-year-old president? I mean, Nancy Pelosi's 82. I mean, even Donald Trump, 76. The more of these people stay in power, the more, the more grip they want. They get, they get used to all that stuff, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Let's see, Facebook user, I said they would try that when he was first elected. Um, Isabel, they need to cap the age so they can run for office. I, I mean, I'm... I'm not saying Isabel, um, Isabel is wrong there, but it, but it's true. I mean, 86-year-old president? Some of these congressmen and women, late 80s, early 90s? Hmm. What else is on our list today for the Power Hour? Oh, debt ceiling. You're going to get some of that today. Uh, isn't today uh, the day they vote? I was reading this from theguardian.com. What is the U.S. debt ceiling and what happens if it isn't raised? So the government will, government will hit its borrowing limit or what they call the debt ceiling today. And it's probably going to be a vicious fight over the government's budget. And according to this story, one that threatens to worsen an already precarious economic outlook. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sent an ominous letter of warning to Congress last Friday that said, quote, certain extraordinary measures will have to be put in place to prevent the United States from default defaulting on its obligations. Essentially moving some money around so the government does not default just yet. Those measures will last a few months, but if the limit is ultimately not raised, the federal government will run out of funds. 
So what is a debt ceiling? Congress has the ability to set a limit on how much the U.S. government can borrow to pay for its expenses. Right now, the limit, $31.4 trillion. Borrowing money helps the federal government pay for expenses passed in its budgets like Social Security, Medicare, and salaries of U.S. military service members. So what happens if the debt ceiling isn't raised? Well, Treasury Secretary Yellen says that the economy will go south. Failure to meet the government's obligations would cause irrep um, irreparable harm to the U.S. economy, the livelihoods of all Americans, and also global financial stability. I mean, th there's going to be a fight over this. Uh, why isn't Congress ra raising the debt ceiling? Again, this is according to the, uh, the Guardian. Republicans have a fresh majority in the House, and they see the debt ceiling as a possible bargaining chip for negotiating spending cuts. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said on Fox News Sunday that reaching the debt ceiling is a test for the party on its commitment to cut spending. He says you could keep increasing it, Let's sit down and change our behavior for the good of America because that, oh, he says, because what we're going to do is bankrupt this country and bankrupt these entitlements if we don't change this behavior today. <laughs> White House Press Secretary KJP says the administration will not be doing, quote, any negotiations. She says, quote, it should be done without condition. Well, I wish we had just blank checks and, uh, uh, easy borrowing like, like the government does. Also, the story goes on to say, with, with Republicans holding on to the necessary votes needed to lift the ceiling, the fight to raise it could get ugly. In a joint statement, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and the House Minority Leader Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries said Democrats want to move quickly on passing a new debt ceiling. Of course. Because it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just borrowing money, right? Uh, they also said we've seen in previous debt ceiling standoffs that even the threat of default leads to even higher costs for working families. <laughs> they also said default, default force by extreme MAGA Republicans could plunge this country into a deep recession. Default forced by extreme MAGA Republicans could plunge the country into a deep recession. Part of the statement by Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries. They already they're already setting it up. It's it's right there in their statement. We know we know where the blame's going to go. Well, that's from uh the the Guardian. You can go read more, and I'm sure there's going to be more information coming out about that today. This, can, can, uh, not sure who it is, comments, can we just throw the whole government away and start over? We could. We could. We'd have to do something about it, but I mean, we, but we could. But it's, it, I mean, it's going to get ugly. There's going to be a lot of blaming. I, I think, and from what a couple of the stories I was reading this morning in, in 
you know, there about moving some money around would give them some time. I, I think like moving that money around that they're talking about would would give the government until June with having enough money. Don't quote me on that, but I think that was what some of what I was reading today. But I'm sure more of it's gonna gonna come out today as our Thursday, January 19th continues on. Um, I saw this this morning, and I, th- I thought about it. And I'm like, oh, you 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 don't say. This is from the American Journal of, of Ophthalmology. Wearing eyeglasses can improve your quality of life. A study showed that people with new glasses were able to see and think more clearly. They were able to accomplish everyday tasks more easily, experienced less eye pain, and felt more independent and less isolated. You don't say that if you have a new pair of glasses, it's going to help you see. <laughs> what? Um, and also, there's some debate on this. You can believe this. You cannot believe that this is the blame for it. Totally up to you. I'm not telling you which one's right, which one's wrong. That's totally up to you. And this is from Iowa State University. Why is the price of eggs so high? They say, blame the flu. The worst ever outbreak of avian flu has resulted in the deaths of more than 44 million egg-laying hens. I believe that could be somewhat true. Saw a couple stories and videos from chicken farmers. And they say the price of everything is just very tough for them, and all that price trickles down. So there could be some legitimacy and some truth to both. Are men and women the same? This story from Women's Health says no. Some random facts that show men and women are not the same. Women feel more pain than men. Women have lower sex drives than men. Women are constitutionally better able than men to handle stress. And men like to impress with big words more than women do. Probably some truth to that at the end. I I don't I don't care for for using big words. You know, you're around look, if you use big words, that's cool, but it's it's almost like you're trying to be smarter than the person that you're talking to. You know, whenever you use big words. Just be normal, man. Just be just be a regular dude, regular chick. Um, but I, I think that's a lot of what we had to touch on today. Some headlines and stories for January 19th. Got to Alvin Kamara, Walker Howard, poor Stephen A. Smith apologizing for freaking saying that Beyonce was better than Rihanna. Come on, man. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. But also, quick reminder about a couple new shows coming to the planet, or a couple new shows on the planet. Before we wrap up, we got the Hangover Cafe every Sunday morning at 10. Nick's the host, if you remember that show from way, way back in the day on the radio. Nick hosted again here on the planet. So it's the lighter side of the planet. Helps with the hangovers every Sunday morning from 10 until noon. And then we also had Seth. 
and time. Make a move with their shows from the radio to the online station, The Planet. Seth bringing his local rock show, now called The Loud Hour. Plays local rock songs. If you're in a local rock band, you can, you can get in. I'll get to that. You can, you can get in uh, with Seth uh, via Loud Hour. I believe he has a Facebook page set up. Or you can just go and send us a message on our Listen to the Planet Facebook page. And then Ty brought his metal show, Grindhouse, to the planet. So Seth has his local rock show at the same time you remember from years and years back at 6 o'clock every Sunday night. That goes for one hour. And then Ty takes over with his metal show, The Grindhouse, from 8 until 10. And then I launched a new show every Saturday morning. This week will be our third show. It is called the 90s Rock Rewind. We take a look at the corresponding week on the alternative rock charts for a specific 90s year. Our first week, we did the first week of January of, what, 1998. And then last week, we went to last week in 1995. This week... We're going to look at the alternative rock chart from this week in 1996. Some great music. Seven Mary Three, Everclear, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, Bush, uh, Oasis, The Pumpkins, The Toadies. You can check that out Saturday morning at 9. And also, might have a new show coming up. In talks to get a... Another new show on the planet here, probably going to be on the weekend. I'm excited about this one. We'll have more information as that comes available. And also something new in February, going to start Tools Day. So every Tuesday, we'll be playing more Tool than normal. Kind of pulling out some deeper Tool tracks. And every couple hours or so, playing a Tool song and calling it Tools Day. Uh, John commented, says, Biden Fetterman 2024, which he meant. Hunter Biden, John Fetterman, 2024. Could that be the Democratic ticket? <laughs> Let's hope not. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We are wrapping up the Power Hour for today. Not doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, Hang on real quick before we wrap up. Not doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm going to be off. I'm doing some music and production for Crew to Wide Load. And that's happening Tomorrow night, and we have this big full day of practice beginning tomorrow morning. So I'll be off tomorrow, but then back on Monday. Let me see. Let me, since we're not on tomorrow, let me make some quick picks. Now, I, I picked Buffalo and 49ers to be in the Super Bowl this year. Hang on. So we got Jags and Chiefs. As much as I would like to see the Jaguars win, I think I'm going to go with Kansas City there. Giants at Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to be too much for the Giants. Bengals at Bills. Since I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, we got to go Bills there. And this, of course, is an easy one, although I pull for the Cowboys to beat Tampa Bay. I can no longer pull for the Cowboys again. But Cowboys at San Francisco. Since I picked San Francisco uh, on the NFC side, we got to go 49ers over Cowboys. So enjoy some football this weekend and have a great rest of your Thursday. Have a great Friday. I'll talk to you on Saturday for the 90s Rock Rewind and then Monday on the morning show. <laughs>